This meeting is being recorded. Yeah, that's a good DP. Uh, good to see you, Kitch. You as well. Friday the 13th. We made it. We made it. Um, I'm just finding out that, uh, that this is a day of celebration. Yeah, I mean, the monsters are going crazy in, in the Discord right now. Oh, are you guys still doing that Discord thing? That's cute. Yeah. <laughs> we missed our, our favorite ghost. <laughs> um, well, your favorite ghost has been quite busy. I have not been uh, putting my feet into some sand and sipping my ties with uh, a trio of young lady boys. Okay. Too bad with Mosaic, you could go anywhere. Um, but I've been, it's been nice. It's been, I've been really, really, really busy. Okay. In a big way. And uh, not that we're surprised by that, I don't think. Um, but there's, you know, there's a lot to be, to be doing. Um, I'm going to be minting, uh, a little something and dropping it. I got, I got a quick, uh, meeting after, after this. And then when I get back from that, uh, be dropping a little gray, dark gray Judy into the wallets that deserve them. So Kish just got a little glance, a little dark gray Judy. Um, that's exciting. So, yeah, no, that's exciting. We've got, we'll have some other uh, little wallet treats over the weekend. What? What? We all got um, our gifts, by the way. Thank you. The gifts no. came through. I don't think we've talked about that at all, but we do appreciate we'll those. that. We'll, we, we can touch on those a little bit. Um, which did you get? I got one from uh, a new 2023 mint, the 2023 clones by Renato Marini. Yes, I like those. Those are neat. It was cool. And then uh, initialized memories by Taya Ferdinand and Findel with some threes in it. Which oh, is that's right. And that's that's a little music NFT. It is. So, yeah. It is. Yeah. So you got two. So the way this worked, um, which did I use? Did I use Marlena's, I believe? Or no, I mean buddies, buddies. So I went to 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 the night five of uh, Flames of the Maccabees, and everybody that burned at least one buddy, okay, got a gift. And then I went to um, the the, the eight bit Marlena's night, okay, and I stuck stuck them on a uh, on a wheel, and I pulled off those who got two. Ah, uh, so, nice. So not everybody got two. Some people got, got, but everybody that at least did a buddy got one. And so uh, my gift to you guys, um, they're yours to do what you please. They've they stayed in good. my threesomes wallet because that's, that's where they belong for now. Um, if you uh, relieve yourself of it in some way, then it's no longer a gift. Do with that information what you will. Um, but yeah, it was a, a neat little thing. And of course, that was that came at quite the cost. Not just the cost in Tez, but the cost to my sanity. A lot of times scouring through those tweet replies, I can imagine. Just, just so you know, I went through. If you followed the rules and did what you were supposed to do, I, I went through and I looked at every piece that was sent to me without a link. Okay. I had a little structure I asked for. 390 artists, 392 or 97, something like that. Uh, and I went through, I made, I have a spreadsheet of everything that I looked through. Um, 
I actually went beyond that. Just the piece that they sent, I then looked at their entire portfolio. And, um, and then I made my decision. So I think I bought from 37 different artists of the 390. And that was a stretch. Out of the 390, how many uh, upped their prices after they sent you the, the object? Uh, I, well, I didn't, I didn't see anybody actually do that. But Good. I did see people, the moment I bought a piece, up their price on any remaining editions of that piece. Mm. The old threesomes bounce. A little, little bump from the grotto. Love it. <laughs> so, um, but yeah, that was, I'll never do that again. <laughs> now let's just start gifting your stuff. Um, so, here's what we're going to do today, kids. I've got some announcements. I've got some breaking news. I am so excited. You'll hear it here first. Okay. Uh, and then I'm going to walk us through the schedule for 2023. This is going to be an awesome episode, I can already tell. This is going to be a huge one. People are going to break well, yeah, I'm not going to get into details. Maybe that's just a, a two-minute walkthrough. Don't get carried away. But yeah, it should be it should be good. Um, and then, because you mentioned the, because you mentioned that it's the the Friday the thirteenth, I figured let you pick a team to visit the artwork, and we can talk about that. Yeah, too. instead of spinning it, I think we know who we should talk about today, and that'll be the the monsters team. So we'll talk about the art on those pieces today too at the end. Yeah. Um, as I as I lay some of these announcements out, and as I, I talk, we're going to talk through some some aspects of them. Okay. Bear with me. First and foremost, um, I miss everybody, um, and I've been very very busy. Uh, I've not been on vacation. I've been on vacation from the grotto. Okay, I would love to say that I've been on vacation from creating new and and imaginative ways to get you your art, but I haven't <laughs> by any stretch. I've, I've really been spending a lot of time on some mechanics and, and building some stuff out that I think is going to be a lot of fun. Uh, well, we see that you must have worked with Object. I see both of the other ones are now working correctly on the Nimra yeah. yeah. and Madness. We had, we had quite the conversation yesterday to get all that squared away. Then last night, they were um, there was a run where if you looked at Series 2, for example, there were only like two listeds. But if you clicked on them, they were listed. But they weren't displaying. So like it didn't show. It showed no DPs for sale, no beeples for sale, you know. Um, but they fixed that, I guess. They, they, they supposedly are doing a big upgrade. And um, so, yeah. We'll bear with them for now, but hopefully we can replace them in the future. And that's, we'll see. So you guys will be listening to this on the 14th. Okay. But I'm ready to announce that uh, the, the year's first LFG will be on January 30th. Okay. So two weeks from Monday, um, and I'm happy and proud and excited to tell you that the New Year's LFG will be broadcast from my new studio. Ooh, 
shit. You got a mic in the mail for me? <laughs> um, but I've, I've, I'm taking the show on the road. Uh, Threesomes is no longer taking over my dining room, former dining room and former living room. <laughs> Okay. So you, you bought a space somewhere or just moving? I didn't buy a space. I'm, I'm, rent, I'm renting a studio now uh, in Brooklyn, um, right in, in the Dumbo neighborhood, okay, uh, by the bridges, uh, with a view of the bridges and, the, and, and a little, little touch of view of Manhattan. Um, and it's beautiful and, and gorgeous, exciting. Uh, we, I get the keys later this afternoon, actually, uh, and so over the next couple of weeks we'll be furnishing it and moving all my stuff over. Uh, but I will no longer be painting at home. I will no longer be broadcasting from home. That's exciting, man. I'm, I'm excited for you. Yeah, it's need, needed. Dino and I need it. The, the, the house needs it. I, 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 um, Some work-life balance. Little work-life balance. Yeah, it's, it's very close. I, I, um, very close uh, to where I live. But, um, but just far enough that you know, because right now my studio is about 18 feet from the door of my bedroom and that's a little too close. So, um, <laughs> yeah, it'll be good for both of us. Dino, uh, needs not to have me at three in the morning go, Hey, let's do this. Okay. Yeah. So he can leave the house and go to work and finish work and leave work rather than have his old man be like, Hey, I just came up with something. <laughs> Bust out a spreadsheet and get typing, you know. So it's good. It'll be good for him. Good for me. Good for our dining uh, experience here. When I'm working on a bunch of different projects at once and I have them all laid out and I don't, you know, I'm working gouache. One little splash of gravy changes the whole dynamic. Get me getting that Uber Eats on these canvases, man. <laughs> so yeah, it's a big deal. It's a, a very big deal. We um, we've been talking about it for a while, and uh, and this week we we made it all happen. So um, first LFG of the year, broadcasting new studio January thirtieth. Hell yeah! Yeah, yeah. So that's gonna happen, and then. Um, we have Monday Wombat is, is back. Wombat is, is dropping her, her G series. I saw that um, tweet that you sent out. Yep. And she, she gave out G1 to everybody that had collected her. So everybody got a little head start on building out their quantum. Uh, so that's exciting. It's been months since Wombat dropped the new series. So everybody get ready on that. Um, if you don't, uh, if you're not in touch with Wombat to to collect her, um, you might want to be. She's got a a little Twitter chat, but she's also got a little new Discord, um, a very intimate scenario just for collectors. So, um, shout out to the excited. monsters. She's part of the shout crew. out to the monsters, and of course, don't forget that um, you know it's utility powered by threesomes. TM. So, uh, TM exactly. Uh, so that'll be fun. Um, now, if we're coming back on, on January 30th, that's just steps away from February and, uh, shot out, shot out or shout out. It depends on what you're trying to do. <laughs> I think shout I, out I'm, is probably the nice shout way. Out. Yeah. A shot out, out means you're, you're taking some shots. 
Well, maybe maybe I am. Yeah. This is a little duality of, of compliment here. Yes. Shout out to Roger Goodell uh, for ensuring that that Valentine's Day and the Super Bowl are forever entwined. Uh, so worry, baby, let's get it. We will be. Um, once we're back, we're going to talk about how exactly we're going to celebrate Valentine's Day and the Super Bowl. And love the uh, traditions. I've cooked up a little something to bring the two together. So really, be, okay, combined. We, oh shit! We will have we will have an event. Um, they can't happen one without the other. All right. I love so, that the Super Bowl is so butthurt about their trademark of calling it the Super Bowl that everyone has to call it the big game, like at restaurants and stuff. It's like, get over yourselves, dude. I can call it this because I'm spelling it dollar sign O-U-P-3-R. Bitcoin symbol zero VV upside down seven. Love it. Um, but yeah, so we're 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 bringing the two together. Um, I would suggest for those of you who don't know the way that Valentine's works, and maybe ask your teams, go back and listen to specific pods where we talk about Valentine's and stacking. Yeah, let me find that for everybody that's looking. I'll tell you exactly which episode we're talking about here. So, great podcasting. It is episode 20, his uh, Valentine's History Lesson. And it's a highly listened to episode because it starts out with the faux spells of Genesis stuff. So, that's a fun one to go back and check out from August of last year. Awesome. Episode 20. A uh, little little cheat sheet for you on stacking mechanics in the history of Valentine's. Um, but I can tell you right now that we will be stacking our way to the Super Bowl. I I mean, I'd have to take two weeks off to figure out just how to combine those two things. So I can't imagine what else you might have in store. Um, so uh, I, I want to I want to just sort of set a precedent, and a lot of I think 2023, if we're going to have a a theme to the year, the first year of three, right? This is the first year that they, and I appreciate that. Shot out to the calendar uh, for finally recognizing. It's, you know, they keep telling me to be patient, but we're finally getting a little bit of recognition this year. Um, I mean, it's not what I expected, I, but you know, I guess well, I'll be patient. Um, but this year is going to be about understanding and, and establishing tradition. I, I think what happens uh, in my time away from the grotto, and I do miss you guys, but in my time away, I think about how all of you see things and, and how you live your lives around the project. And, and I think a lot of you, um, just sit there waiting for uh, the God in the sky to rain things down upon you that you have no idea what's coming left or right or up or down. And it's not necessarily the case. I've built some patterns in. I've built, I've established some, some flow. Okay. Um, I was talking to Ronomac today. 
on the phone. Ronald Mac and I uh, needed to touch base on something. And so we were talking and, and he said that, you know, he misses LFG because it, it it's this grounding moment of his day of the week. It helps him, you know, and I, and I said to him, well, it's, it's a ritual, right? And there's a lot of that in the project. This goes right. If you, if you look at it from a baseball perspective, a good ball player has ritual, superstition, habit, pattern, okay? You have to in order to, to get yourself in the mindset to do all these things, right? And I think I maybe haven't made that clear enough to everyone that yeah, it's not just, it's not, it's not random by chance. Who knows what's going to happen to you? You never know. There's some reason and there's some, some, some ritual to it. Okay. And so I thought it was important that when we come back, the first thing we do is something that we've, we've celebrated before and we'll be talking about it. The first week I'm back, we'll go into a lot of detail over it and sort of walk you through and explain how things are going to work and how it's going to go. But the idea being, <clears throat> last year we gave away all these Valentines. We, we, we celebrated Valentine's Day the way we would if we were in second grade, right? Over time, your Valentine's evolves, right? Like you, the way that we, we're not all second graders for the rest of our lives. We see things a little differently. But it becomes a moment, an important moment, whether you celebrate it or not, to acknowledge at the very least um, the relationships in your life. Oh boy. Okay. Well, if you do this with, with any sort of a pattern or any sort of um, a ritual to it, okay, I think you can get pretty good at it. I think, I think there are probably, I would imagine this, I did not talk about this with, with uh, Ron Mac. But I would imagine that the Omacs are really good at Valentine's Day because they're yeah. really, they're really good at Halloween. They're really right. I think yeah. they celebrate Valentine's Day multiple times. It's it's almost not as special because they treat a lot of weekends like Valentine's Day. I would imagine. I've 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 gone down that path before. I'm coming around to the idea that maybe maybe there's some significance in days. Maybe there's some significance in events. Maybe the grotto needs to be better at Valentine's. I'm a little scared because we didn't have girlfriends last Valentine's Day, and now we do. And what does that mean? <laughs> <laughs> oh, you're a smart boy. You're a smart boy. Um, now, not everybody has a girlfriend. And the grotto, if anything, we are not exclusionary no i like where this is headed and so i want you know we'll go into this when i get back we we will go we'll spend every day for a while learning and talking through it this is going to be our main focus when i get back okay um we have new people we have people that joined us during flames of the maccabees surfer drew okay uh, Pat Chit Chat. Pat Chit Chat. ALM. Okay. Um, you haven't been in there. We probably had four or five people drop in. We've got new people. Oh, I don't know. I'm, somebody's told me maybe. 
Maybe mm-hmm. I'm aware. A little bird. Yeah. <clears throat> so we do. We've got we got probably since the beginning of Flames of Magnus, probably about 12 new people. All told. Some of them, chances are they actually have or had at one point a Valentine from last year. That's what I'm seeing in wallets right now when I go to verify them. Yeah, they, they have Valentine's, but not much else. Right, exactly. But I mean that's yeah. the hook, and we're in the we're getting there. We're close to time. So um we're gonna we're gonna learn a new mechanic around this. Shocker, right? A new drop drop mechanic to Valentine's this year. Uh, but we will be a stacking, be connected to last year's Valentine's. And the ritual that we're going to introduce this year, okay, is that last year's Valentine's are the gateway to this year's Valentine's. Okay? This year's Valentine's will be the gateway to next year's Valentine's. Tradition. Dates that mean something. Dates that mean something. Okay? Ritual. uh, Pattern. Learning how to do things. Thinking ahead. Planning planning for down the road okay the grotto's still kind of kind of at that point where we don't necessarily plan for the future we think we do but we don't really i did such a cool planning thing that i i just hope it comes back into play but i i had to recently use that parking attendant thing for something and i didn't have one i was like fuck super bowl is coming back around and paid two thirty and pulled one off a of Miz. I was like, I, I gotta have this back in case I know Super Bowl season's coming around, you know. And I, all I could think was, whether or not it happens, I still want to have that card, so I need to get it now, like months in advance. I got it end of December, maybe something like that. Yeah, no, absolutely. Those, those are the sorts of things that um, we see a lot of that. I mean, that's that's during this off time, we've had some people do that. We've also had uh, a lot of work being put in. Um, at people finding sort of disengaged collectors um, and and reaching out. And that's kind of neat. I like that. It's like, hey, hey. Self-pruning. Yeah. Well, it's, and it's, it's just, it's just going, hey, are you, are you in the ground or are you out? Because you got some stuff and maybe I'd like it. Good. Um, so, so yeah, it's, we've, uh, I think you guys were busy. I think there was a little bit of a carryover from Flames of the Maccabees where there's like a lot of energy, even after I left initially. Right. And I think now people are taking a little bit of a breather, which is good. Okay. Um, but I'm, I'm telling you now that the last year's Valentine's are, are going to be using, we're going to be stacking. Okay. So um, anybody who doesn't have any, you will not be excluded from the event. You know, in, in Spanish-speaking cultures, they call it el día del amor y amistad, the day of love and friendship. It's for everybody. We're all friends here. Some of us are lovers, but we're all okay. friends. Okay. Okay, so uh, keep that in mind, that, that, that that stuff will come into play, but you're not excluded if you're new. And if you're new... A lot of people, a lot of people that are hardcore grotto now came to us because of last Valentine's Day. 
yeah, and I hope that somehow this mechanic activates some of those people who might just have a couple of Valentines in their wallet and kind of forgot about them or maybe aren't even messing with object anymore. We'll get some Twitter traction going to see if we can wake some of those people up because it'd be great to lift them off of those or, or include them in, in the project, right? So either way they want to go, we want those cards in play. So, and I could see a lot of established players finding new people on their team that maybe don't have any Valentines and spreading some love. That's what the day's about, right? If you have a bunch and you have some people on your team that don't have any because they came to the party a little bit late, spread it around. I'll do the same. I'll, I'll start looking on the NFTs and see, uh, you know, who might be Valentine-less. Nobody wants that. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. And so, so, um, you know, there'll be some structure announced around the stacking mechanics. And as we've seen, we've already had uh, three times we stacked and, and the stacks have been different each time. Okay. And they, that's a sort of fluid thing. Okay. So do, do, do yourself a favor. Do not bank on stacking being what it was the first three times. It could have some elements of that. Okay. But I don't want anybody feeling like, oh, that's what he did that time. This is how it's happening. Okay. Um, as with all mechanics, there's an evolution to them. But being aware of them, understanding that now is that time of the year where last year's Valentine's really matter. Is it still true that the highest edition count are yes. the most powerful? They're the, they, have the, they have the most utility. Deal. Okay. Yeah. Watch, watch the words there, right? Yeah. The higher the edition count, the more utility they have. Yeah. Cool. Okay. Um. So uh, we'll be fun. We'll be fun. So we have uh, the Super Bowls on, on Sunday the 12th. And then we have uh, Valentine's on the 14th, Tuesday the 14th. And just for the listeners out there, can you explain what we did for the Super Bowl? Last year, last year for the Super Bowl, we uh, had squares, which is a, a type of gambling. Common um, office trope. Common office gambling where uh, – it's basically just luck of the draw. You have it's not a skills uh, competition by any stretch, and um, you're just assigned on a on a, a point on a grid system that determines uh, where you sit at, at given points at the end of each quarter, half, and and full game. Um, uh, points that are scored determine if you won or not. Okay, and so we did that, and we gave away last year. In fact, let's let's talk about that a little bit. Um, and I'm, I'm actually going to release some of this. Last year, I gave away $60,000. I spent $60,000 to buy back old threesomes. Holy and shit. We gave them away. Now, that was $60,000 in February. Granted, Tez was worth more. But guess what was worth, worth less? The cards I was buying. Let me just put it this way. I gave away seven swipes. Swipes right now. Last one sold for almost a thousand tests. Okay. Gave away every series from series two to series eight. Okay. Gave away every type of insert. Gave away $60,000 worth of pieces that I went and bought on the secondary. Me, not the vault. Okay. This was, my, this was my gift to you guys. Um, we'll see how, how this plays out this year. Yeah, that's it'd exciting. It's pretty possible for me to go spend $60,000. It's not enough listed. You'd buy not three cards. 
But right. what's fun about that, and you'd mentioned the vault, like we're not even talking about the vault. The vault is full of stuff. And like that'll be taken care of later on in the year, I would imagine. But like I always forget about the vault and how fucking stacked it is in there. So um the vault is is has those who don't know when you're new, when you're in a season, there's an option to contribute during every draw to the vault. Swantes uh, has traditionally been the, the contribution. Um, and then that money builds up. And then in an unannounced time, I go in and buy, uh, sort of sweep floors a little bit and buy uh, strategically into things. Uh, and then those sit in the vault. And then um, there are mechanics that, that determine uh, what happens with those pieces in the vault. Uh, and we've, we play that every once in a while. Um, I, I don't feel, in fact, I feel that it's not as robust as it has been in the past. Um, but it's, it's, it, you know, uh, we, 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 it, we certainly have some stuff on there to say the least. Okay. Um, what we haven't necessarily had are the pieces needed to carry out a vault of them right yeah uh, so, so red blues and purples usually that's red blues and purples determine exactly and so um it's it's a nice thing in that it's constantly built up value it's constantly built up significance and importance um so yeah it's 333 vault dot test if anybody wants to just go peruse everything that's in there um it's pretty remarkable right and the only thing, uh, do we only unlock stuff from the vault through vault events? Or I feel like there's been other situations where vault stuff's been in play, but I don't remember them. Is it always vault events? There have been some times where the vault supplied some prizes. Uh, for other things that we've done. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. yeah. If it's yeah. not a gift for the there have been times where the vault has supplied some stuff. Um, Super Bowl was not one of those times. That was from yeah, the no, Super Bowl was pure, purely from me, right? So, we, we already know I'm coming back on the 30th. We're going to spend the time between the 30th and Valentine's Day prepping for the Valentine's Day uh, Super Sunday Extravaganza joint dual event. Neither can happen without the other, is all I'm going to say about it. You can't have the Super Bowl without Valentine's, and you can't have Valentine's without the Super Bowl. Think about that for a second. And again, tip of the cap to Roger Goodell for forever linking those two events in our minds and our hearts. So we keep the tradition, baby. Love you, Roger. I guess. <laughs> Forward thinking, gentlemen. Um, so uh, when I return, I will be announcing the beginning of season 10. Like the date of it. Not it doesn't start. Okay. Scared me. I'll be announcing I'll be announcing the date that season 10 starts. Now, some of you are going, and you I'm looking at you, Kitch. Oh, when he announces the date, then that's the date that that we have the drop of 001. No, no, no. no. Spring training. We got some stuff to do. Yeah. We have stuff to do. There's a lot franchises have a lot of work to do to bring all of their players together up to speed front office moves trades new free agents 
coming in, we have a more highly publicized uh, approach to say who wants to come in, who wants to do these things. Okay. You got, you got some, so. New playing team. format that we have to figure out and make sure everybody understands. Right. Okay. And so all of that. Okay. When I come back, I will announce the first day. Okay. That pitchers and catchers report front offices open. The ball starts rolling. People can show up early and get some running done in the outfield and get some stretching. Get that winter weight off of us, you know. Exactly. Start your exactly. keto. Yep. So, so that'll be when I switch to season two of the pod. So I've been thinking about this lately. And we started in March of last year, and it's all been season one. And I've been waiting for, you know, the next season to actually start. And then that's when I'll flip to the new season of the podcast. Perfect. Perfect. That's perfect. So, so going forward, we're, we're going to, to have our prep for, for season uh, 10. Okay. Um, without going into specific details, we're not worrying about dates or, or things like that. Okay. Just as we look ahead, because I, I feel that I don't want the grotto to live in the uncertainty of some unknown God in the sky. Okay. I'm down here. I walk among you. I'm willing to, to guide you through, okay? But we will have Super Bowl uh, and Valentine's, which will lead us into the beginning of our season, spring training and the like, okay? We will be celebrating March Madness again this year. Oh, God. Okay? We will run through our season, Okay, we'll have a, a schedule that plays out for the season. And as we talked, there'll be some changes to that as we, the way that we compete and the way that we do things like that. We'll get into that, not worrying about that now. Okay. Um, we will have plenty of things that'll be happening during this time as far as releases and reveals. Okay. And, you know, execution of some mechanics, a lot of the things that I've been working on during my absence right so don't worry about then the when's in the house okay but those things will be happening throughout again let me, i was i was talking to somebody yesterday um who had, wasn't around back when we for example painted x's okay mm -hmm. painted x's we look back and we're like oh it's a, a very complex mechanic there was so much to it and there was all of this and there was a, right there was actually a lot to building out painting inserts you know what it took to paint X's? A form. Yeah. One day. You get 24-hour free form. Fill the form in. Thanks, guys. And then yeah, send in your X, send in your, your colored Marlenas. That's it. That's it. So when we're talking about the, we've already announced that we're going to be painting subs and cat moms, right? When, when we are going to do those things, okay, this is not like a multi-week event. When we defrock our cardinale okay this is not something that takes place over months right it'll just be a form so things like that okay the reveal of series two of three z's okay? stop that's got me really excited all of those things will be happening as we progress through the year as we progress through all of these things okay all of those things will happen before opening day Get out of here. Yeah. Wow. Okay. So we'll have three Z's reveal. We'll paint subs and cat moms. We'll defrock the cardinales. 
before opening day. That doesn't mean that that could be during spring training. That could be all that other stuff. Um, my question to you is, I'm, I'm guessing that you don't paint the painted bases yet, but it's quite possible that you've already painted the defrocked cardinales. Is that true? Well, I don't ever speak about what I've produced and what I haven't, but that's a smart boy uh, approach. I've been coughing. Sorry. Keep talking. Yeah. <laughs> poor, poor guy is coughing up a storm right now. It's from all that traveling, you know, going to Seattle, it's rainy and gross. And all Dino did was stick his feet on the ground and got mosaic, which is funny as an artistic term that that is the one like reward card thing that you need from any airline. It's like the one that has something to do with art. Yeah, it fits, right? It's, it's, it absolutely is fitting. Yeah. Are you but, good? Um, Are you good? Yeah, no, I think so. I think so. I'll, just, I'll let you know if I need to cough. Um, <laughs> so, look, opening day, we're, we have some work ahead of us to get up to speed for season. Just like in, in regular baseball, you know, you've got a process. It's not a one day to the next thing, given all of the structure we built out in franchises and all of that. But yeah, all of those things that I just talked about, they'll be done. Okay. We will get into our season. We'll run through our season in the summer. Okay. We will drop series three threesies. Okay. 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 And then we'll start the clock on painting all of those out and everything. Okay. Into a future reveal, the whole thing. Okay. We are going to <clears throat> move our way through the summer and into the fall. Okay. We will have decorative gourd season. Okay. Three. Three. Exactly. Okay. These Ooh, are the, on these the are three the, year. That's kind of fun. Very cool. Right. We have mm -hmm. two threes. And, okay. I did announce last year. Okay. I didn't announce, but I, I read the announcement from Threesome's Tribunal uh, Courts that they guarantee that we will wrap up the trial of Ivan de Jesus before the end of 2023. So oh, at, wow. some point, at some point, at some point during this year, we're going to, to finalize that trial, hopefully. Hopefully, let that play out. Uh, again, a lot of backlog because of COVID. Um, I don't know. I'm not buying all of it, but it is an official statement, so what can we do? And then, I mean, there could be appeals, so let's not get, our, let's not get too excited. You know, he could come right back and claim a mistrial. Who knows? You're assuming that, that how, how about it walks innocent? That's true. No double jeopardy. I guess that would be the way to finalize it. It would be done if he walks. <laughs> okay. So we will lead our way through decorative gourd season. Okay. I do like the idea of celebrating that most American of holidays, Black Friday. <clears throat> Yeah, 4th of July, we skip right over that. Black Friday all the way. <laughs> and then, of course, we, we will do something for the holidays. Right? So Kwanzaa those are all kids. We do Kwanzaa? We do Kwanzaa? There's been a lot of requests, a lot of requests for Kwanzaa. I don't know enough about it. Diwali. I got you. Wally? Diwali, the Festival oh, of Diwali. Lights? Oh, sure, whatever. I mean, look... <clears throat> Let's let's not worry about it. You leave that that part of it to me. I just want people to understand that that, that as we look forward to our year, okay, um, 
Now, there'll be plenty. There's a lot of time there. That, everything I just announced really does not occupy that much drop time or that much of anything, right? So there will be other things, okay? I'm only talking about getting us through season 10, okay? <clears throat> Seasons don't necessarily run at any given sort of pace, okay? They're when, when we <clears throat> are ready to do them, okay? So I don't want to hear about, oh, well, we're only doing one season or whatever. You, you don't know that. Okay. There's plenty of stuff out there to do, too. We still have prisms, and we don't know what we're doing with those. So that could be like, in my mind, prism seems like something that's drawn out a little bit further, that there's steps to do with that. But that's just me rambling. So who knows? Right. <clears throat> so. And we have pie slices. You know, there's that whole thing with pie. You know, yeah, no pie is pie is uh, in the oven, as they say. Uh, love it. So, yeah, I mean, there, there's a lot to there's a lot. I've been working um, quite a bit. There's a lot to reveal. There's a lot to put out there, um, and that and thankfully this this time away is giving me a good chance at, at putting all that behind us. And as I'm saying, when I'm talking about schedules going forward, okay you can understand that this is stuff that comes from understanding what it takes to, to pull one off. Right. Um, I had an interview this week with um, a thing, a project called the NFT yearbook. Okay. Uh, which is a coffee table book uh, combined with an NFT element of that. Like they, you know, they've got a, every NFT that you buy, um, exists on the chain, but that gives you the right to a coffee table book, including shipping and, and printing and all of that, right? So, so it's kind of neat. So I'm being featured in that. Um, I normally, you know, I mean, I'm not exactly uh, gung-ho on, on such things, but I like the, the process. I like the, what was the conversation that I had. Um, and then we, we ended up doing about a two hour interview, um, They've interviewed 475 people <clears throat> for an hour each. Puts, uh, uh, that's nifty to shame. It really does. Um, and, and then the uh, as a part of it, you, you can listen to, to the interviews edited down, but you can get the highlights of all those interviews. Um, <clears throat> I'm excited about it. I, I actually think it's a good thing. I... Um, I'm going to be letting the grotto know when the time comes that you, if you want to pick those up, you can pick those up. This um, is an unreleased piece that will be uh, featured. Well, so the way it works, they, they, they have, they're doing, you know, I, I think it's like 10,000 uh, edition type book thing, right? There are different um, editions of those. Okay. Uh, I decided I decided not to make an edition, okay, a specific threesomes edition of them. We could have done that, but I didn't feel it played right into my narrative. I didn't I didn't want to do that. Um, but <clears throat> I'm working with them on doing something, okay, which we'll be announcing here in the next uh, ten days or so, probably. I look uh, forward to it. Yeah, I love it. But it's um, it's kind of neat, you know. And there are there are some pretty um, big names that are taking part in it. And uh, yeah, 
not exactly all friends of the grotto, but it, you know, it's, it's, it's kind of neat. So um, we'll be doing that. Of course, any, anybody, what I, what I will I'll announce this now, and of course, as we get closer to it, we'll, we'll you know, explain it all, but anybody who, who does pick up one of the books and therefore holds one of those NFTs, uh, I will be working that piece into uh, a utility um, element. Okay. I don't, first of all, look, I've seen um, the, the actual physical piece. It's a large coffee table, you know, uh, uh, book of sorts. Kind of neat in that it runs through these first few years of this space. Okay. I will have, you know, a page in there showcasing different artworks of mine, telling my little story. Then the digital side of it is you can listen to me or any of the other, you know, 475 people or whatever. Um, and uh, so I think it's kind of neat. And if anybody wants to pick one up, I make nothing on it, of course, right? It's not about that. But it's like 0.15. ETH? Okay. Yeah. ETH, right? It's $180 or $150 or whatever. But I will, you know, anybody that does pick one of those up, I'll deliver that much value to you. Okay. I don't ever want you spending your money, you know, but if you do, yeah, I'll do something cool for it. Right. Hell yeah, I want a book with your shit in it. That's awesome. Yeah, sure and I was looking at Negrado. I want to definitely make sure I grab one of those. Yeah, no, I think I think it's going to be neat. And so we, um, and he 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 offered to do like a revenue share with me on that, which I guess some artists have asked for. And I'm like, no, 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 it's your project. I don't. Yeah. Need to do that, right. But um, but there's another element of it that will be um, that I can't announce quite yet, but it'll be kind of neat. So. Uh, so yeah, so so that was neat, and it it was it was really I'll say this. You guys have heard me have hour long conversations with outsiders, and you've heard how difficult it is to convey who what I am and what the grotto is and what the project is. Right. The reason that we did two hours is because he was captivated by the project. He could not believe what we were talking about. And I will say this, that of all the external interviews that I've ever done, this was the one that most understood us. And so he's got this major, major project. He's Canadian and he lives in Israel. Um, he's got this major project that he's putting together, that he's putting out there. Uh, but as soon as he's done, he's coming into the grotto and he wants to, he wants to be a part of it. He wants to- he, Too he, bad he's, he's not a Canadian- living in Iran, that would have been my two flags. Damn it. <laughs> like, I, hey, I got an icebreaker for this guy. <laughs> I love it. Um, so so it was neat, though. It, it was really special for me to have somebody get excited about it for the right reasons and an ask outsider. the right questions. Yeah. An outsider, yeah. yeah that is awesome. been, Somebody had recommended me to him and he didn't really know. And he's like, I'll admit it. I went to your Twitter and it was really hard to find a link to any of your stuff. That's how you know. Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I don't tell anybody. I don't want anybody. You got to fucking put the work in, you know? And he's like, really? What do you? And then, and so, and then when we started talking numbers, he's like, holy fucking Jesus. He's like, all I knew is that you were top three at Tezos. That's why I, that's why I said yes, but I couldn't find any of your stuff. I didn't know what the hell that was. 
Maybe I do. You should probably put at 333 Grotto somewhere in your description so people can actually find that account, which does have links and shit. <laughs> it's a couple clicks away, you know. No, I'm good. No, no, I'm good. We have, X. We, have, we have finally gotten to the point that if you just Google search threesomes and you spell it the right way, right? It's just like, there's a lot of content out there. What do you get if first? My first hit is your Twitter, uh, Instagram, OpenSea, crypto art, then object. Yeah, you can find it. Decoding oh, yeah, the Grotto, an introduction to threesomes. I don't think I've ever read this from XTX News. XTZ News, I mean. Sorry. Yeah. And then the podcast, and then Nifty Gateway, and then the YouTube interview. Right. Yeah, that's a good search. No, it's a good search. I mean, and you just keep scrolling down, and it's like, at this point, there's... 10 articles and five different podcasts and and all the Twitter stuff. And, and I, I think it's a good little run. Um, and then, of course, if you do images, go do images. It's fucking, images is great. Let's see. Images. Oh, yeah. I'm getting Jim Pendleton is the first thing that pops up. And then uh, Nifty Gateway dot pigeon card. And then <laughs> that goddamn profile picture of yours. Um a lot of good images on here. Hell yeah. There's a Judy. Yeah, no, it's 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 really good. It's it's it finally the algorithm has decided that I exist, right? So again, somebody cares, wants to go take some put some effort in, it's not gonna take that much. So anyway, that that the the stuff with uh, this NFT year, which I think is kind of fun. I think it's kind of interesting. Um and the, the little thing that I think we're going to pull off, uh, we don't, we don't, but I think uh, I've, I've agreed to it as long as they can do what I'm asking them to do. Could be the sort of thing that gets a little, a little bit of eyes on us. So. Cool. Um, but, but yeah, that's it. I mean, that's what, that's what our year's going to look like, okay? Along with just the regular flow of seasons and the regular, you know, um, flow of you know the occasional open edition and and things that we need and, and putting together all of the pieces but we that's that's a part of the fun is is like okay well we 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 assume we're gonna paint monsters someday we assume we're gonna paint uh cardinale someday right and on and on and on so all of those things that are known they'll happen when they happen but just understand that that i don't want you to be blindsided okay Yes, there will be uh, March Madness. Yes, there will be Super Bowl. Okay. Obviously, World Cup is only every four years, but I will see you motherfuckers in 2026. Plan <laughs> on that. Hell yes. You want to talk some monsters? Let's do it. Let me, let me pull up my monsters here. So the first thing I think of when I see this series is what an experiment with texture that I feel like you were on with this one. Um, things like Chuck Hinton, Ron Klein, Don Blassingame, all those are highly textured in different ways, right? We got the blob on Ron Klein, the see-through stuff that ended up being the extreme trait on the first series of threesies. Like that must have been so difficult to paint. I let's talk about that one first, like Ron Klein. Oh, cool. Okay, we'll do, we'll do Ron Klein first. So walk me through what, what you're feeling and seeing here. I mean, it, it's the blob, right? It's covering them up. It's kind of see-through where it's it's pulled thinner across the face. 
Uh, so you can kind of see him behind there with his monster's cap on and then kind of gooping up on the shoulders and then down the front. Um, and just, I just love the colors and the layers and it just must've been such a long process to get this one done. I feel like it was, it was a long one. Um, it, this is one of those where theoretically by, by saving myself a lot of the detail as I go into it, I'm going, this probably shouldn't be that hard because, because I don't have to be as fine with the detail. What I, what I figure out as I start it and I get there is, oh no, actually I have to be that much more fine with it. Right. 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 Cause you are obscuring their, their actual bodies, but then the blob itself has to be shaded correctly. Well, the blob, certainly, but, but to, to, to give you the sense that there's an actual human underneath it meant that I actually had to, like the eye had to be perfect because you had to recognize it, that your human mind had to recognize that as the human form, okay? And so there's little parts of it that all of a sudden I realized, oh, no, it's actually even harder. I can't get away with it because I need you to believe not that it's a painting of a person underneath, but that it's a person underneath. Yeah, not just the eye, but both hands too. Right. And, you know, on this one, you go back to an actual 1964 Ron Klein, right? You didn't have a hand holding a ball. That's not a part of the, 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 the original card, I don't believe. I may be wrong here all of a sudden, but I don't think so. I think that 64 top Ron Klein. And so, no, he's got his. Um, there's like a a shiny thing in the corner where his glove kind of is, but his other uh, arm's off off screen. It's off right. And so, you know, I wanted to to affect this idea of him living a life underneath this blob, right? Where they are. This is photo day. This is a portrait. This is not an action shot, right? But in the portrait of a baseball guy, portrait shots are always going back to when I was a ball player, right? When they're taking the pictures of you posing as a baseball player, it's one of the funniest things in the world to me. Yeah. Yeah, because right? who's smiling holding their baseball bat? You know, it's like exactly who 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 stops and holds a ball up like, oh, I'm go- oh gonna throw it. Oh, <laughs> not good, right? <laughs> and so even as a kid, I used to like. Not clown it. I didn't want it to be seen as like, oh, he's being silly. But I would take a photo left-handed, even though I wasn't left-handed, right? I would. I would you borrow do your little... glove. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, exactly. I would do little things where only I knew, or if you really knew, okay, that wasn't like me. I thought that was always funny, and so I. There's there there is a uh, particularly well known piece of mine that, that if you look at other pieces of the same ball player, maybe something stands out. Hmm. Just saying, a little something out there that if you go across perhaps somebody who has multiple cards, you may see something. I don't know. Nobody's ever said anything to me about it, so we'll see. Huh. But. With, with, with Ron Klein, I wanted that, oh, I'm posing like I'm throwing the ball. <clears throat> and I, I imagine that still being within the blob. And I thought right. that was 
imagine you can't get a ball out of the blob. You can't catch right. a ball through the blob. It's it's hilarious. <laughs> so so yeah, I like this one. And then this one was this one was like December of twenty, I think, that I painted this one. And I don't know. I felt this is one where I walked away from it like you're not a bad painter there, all threes. You know, to play with the light and, and texture and, and the colors to make it look gelatinous and and pinkish, purplish, blobish, where light is like absorbed or like glistens and like I like it. It's it's a great one from the series. Um one of my favorites that I own is my Dawn Blasting game for some of the same reasons when it comes to the textures and the lighting on it. It's, it's just a wonderful card as well. I, 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 know, I like to think I know it's I, thick. I know I've said this before. Have you seen this one in person or no? I don't believe I've ever touched that one, no. Okay. Um, I've said this before that I wanted to paint it very dry. I wanted to evoke sandy i wanted it to feel like if you if a strong wind came that he just might blow away right desiccated right i remember i i i i, I got this like perfectly consistency in the gouache where you know you know when you kiss like a really hot girl and, and then your lips come apart and you get this little strand of saliva yeah you know, you know what i'm talking about. i do well, it's I more wanted, like me I, pulling my face away from like a cheeseburger or something, but I get that sentiment. <laughs> <laughs> Same thing. So I, I got that consistency where I could like have this strand. Okay. And so then I, I got that and then I would, I would paint down and like a little pointillism type thing and then pull off and move that paint. And if you look really close, if you zoom in, you can see that there are like these, these like strands that I managed to get and make them just lay there. And I did this sort of like meticulously to give it this texture as though it was like woven bandage plaster and, and, and like dust. Um, yeah, like look at his forehead. You can really see it. That's where what like, I was looking at. The forehead, you can see it. Yeah, and across the bridge of his nose, and across down at his chin. And I was, and what I was doing um, was like laying down these small bandages as I painted. And I don't know. I just thought it was a really cool little technique. And what it does is it, as they, as they dried, it really has like a lot of a lot of depth and. And texture to it and i felt it looks very it feels very sandy and you're right it's all about feels you know um funny to me that the both of these two that we start with are two of my i think best paintings and neither of them are at anybody's like top 10. like no like they really they, they get missed but one that is in a lot of people's top 10 which is becoming the grail of, of series three, right, is Chuck Hinton. Yeah, one that I also don't own, edition of 33. So great edition number. And again, this is another textural hit, color hit. Well, and so here, can you tell what, what I was trying to evoke 
as far as we just told you I was doing dry, sandy, dusty. Yeah, this is the opposite. This one's slick and wet, and he just pulled out of the grossest little lagoon. Yeah, and I wanted it. I wanted it to feel like he's just. If you touch him, he's slimy, like he's like amphibian. There's residue <laughs> right? on you after you touch. Yeah. Him. Um. And so this is one where here, you know, I very much took some inspiration from the the creature from the Black Lagoon, right? Obviously, right. Mm-hmm. But I wanted, like, I, my favorite part of this is the mouth. And I, I, I feel that I really managed to put, like, a fish mouth on him. And it's got depth, too. Like, you can, it's going, you go into his mouth. Like, it's very 3D. Yeah. Um, and and I, I, I love this painting. It's kind of beautiful in a way, too, with the eyes. It's kind of, like, did a little makeup for him. He's looking good. Yeah, I, I, this allowed me, look, even as I was painting it, I remember feeling like, that's fucking easy to paint non-humans. <laughs> Need more baseball teams without humans on them. <laughs> um, but even as I'm like looking at it up close here, and I, this is one of those where I just can't believe I painted it. it. I mean, the Monster Series in general is just one of the best art focus series like because it's so much different than the stuff you were doing on either side of it right x is an nft artist we're really focused on humans whereas this one obviously are characters from from horror movies and like it's it's just such a different look and i feel like you let yourself off the chain and just like went to town on new techniques and stuff it's it's great to see it yeah, I mean, like I said, I, I let's look at the letter going on here. I I um I remember feeling as I did it that it was like even here. So here's somebody, this is Blackula, right? Um, and I wanted to to really capture like the 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 look of the actor that played him. I don't know the name, I have to admit it. Um but but I I the way that he's made up in that in that film, from all the stills that I saw and everything that I actually looked at, they they gave him like this. I feel almost like a wolf man sort of feel to his face, like it was very hairy, right? Um, the makeup like was more than just his like handlebar mustache into the land chop type, you know, sideburns or whatever, right? Whatever those those are called, right? And so I wanted to, to sort of get that. I really, I, I never, ever, ever have heard anybody tell me that they love the Larry Melbourne painting, ever, okay? But I feel like it, I've always really, I feel that this was like, it's some of my, my best portrait work as far as, as pulling off this look of, I mean, you know, to me, I wanted to capture this idea. Again, it's portrait day, right? He's just standing having his photo taken as a ball player. <laughs> <laughs> but I wanted him to have to, I imagine the photographer taking his picture going, give me a little fang. Give me a little, arr, arr. give me a little, arr. 
<laughs> One, having, two, three. Exactly. He's having to oblige the photographer. <laughs> I love his batting gloves, to be honest. He's a two-glover. Yeah, two-glover. I always wore two gloves. I think very, very delicate hands. You were looking for William Marshall, by the way, is the name of the actor. William Marshall's the name of the actor. Okay, good. Um, I... I love the color. I, I, did, I went with, the, I, I looked at, at a bunch of stills uh, from the movie and this was, this is very spot on to what he was wearing. Um, I think it plays well into the backdrop at Yankee Stadium. That's old Yankee Stadium. Um, I just really like this painting and I've never once ever heard anybody be like, I love Larry Mulroy. The more I look at it, it's really cool the work you did on the cape on his front shoulder there. The way it bunches up looks very realistic. Thanks. Yeah, I, I um, again, it's one thing to be a vampire in a cape. It's another to then pose with a baseball bat. Especially when, like, you know, Stakes and vampires don't go well together. That baseball bat could give him some, you know, a little bit of anxiety, you know. It's also daytime. Uh, <laughs> He's out of his element. Yeah, I, now. He's a night game kind of guy. Um, that's, this is one of those ones where, yeah, I, I'm like, really? Nobody? Nobody likes Larry Billboard? There's a couple. There's a couple of my paintings where no one's ever been like, yeah. Everybody was like, yeah, I got one. I'm going to flip this bitch, you know? Um, and I felt that if you look, go back and look at Larry Milborn's trading history. A lot of people really happy to get their 12, 12 tests <laughs> at different times. <laughs> Larry was traded pretty cheaply. Now, I dare you to go try to get one. Um, walk me through Dan Meyer. What do you think about Dan Meyer? Dan Meyer. So we got, is this... Frankenstein, right? This is the monster from Young Frankenstein. This is Peter Boyle. This is Peter Boyle as you know the the monster. Okay. And so, I mean, if you pull up a still from 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 the the, the movie, I think this is I think it's pretty freaking perfect. The stoicism um, and the, fa the the facial expression is it's great. It's spot on, brainless monster kind of just blank stare out into nothingness. Again, like it's on picture day, he was not gonna smile. He's not he's not responding to the photographer. This is what he's going to do in every picture, and this is the best they could get him. For so, I, I'm with you. I'm with you, hundred percent. So here's the deal. I, as you, we, we all know, I've said it enough times. I've never seen any of these movies, right? I never, I, I hadn't seen Blackula. I'd never seen either of the Blobs, okay? Never seen Texas Chainsaw Massacre. I watched it after I painted them. Never seen Halloween still, okay? Uh, Friday the 13th, I haven't seen any of those. I loved Young Frankenstein as a kid. I loved Mel Brooks. I've just Why recently seen that like maybe in the last year or two, and it's hilarious. So I had seen this one, okay? But here's the thing. I loved the books of Dracula and Frankenstein. You know, Mary Shelley's Frankenstein, one of my favorite novels. Um, 
I fucking love Dracula. I love the 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 Coppola movie, honestly. Um, but I I wanted to paint some sadness. I mean, there's some sadness to the idea of the monster, right? Even in Young Frankenstein, there's 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 a sadness to him not being able to convey thought and feeling and everything, right? And so. I wanted to paint him with a bit of a, a, a pall to him, right? A, a bit of a sadness. And so I, I, I wanted the eyes to be sort of longing for a better life, right? Uh, but when it comes down to it, nobody can get a fucking fastball by him and he crushes, you know? This is Mark McGuire. He's, he is a great fucking home run hitter. I'm certain that Dan Meyer just goes deep. Batting practice with Dan Meyer must be fucking amazing. And yet he leaves batting practice having just gone like hit 18 pitches out of 20 into the upper deck and he leaves that and he still is like, what is life? What am I? <laughs> I like the the forehead, uh, the stitch line there. You can see where that well, is. Well, no, so that's that's not a stitch line. And this this shows you just saw the movie, but but in the movie, he has sort of a prosthetic square. So that's like a protrusion. It's like a, and then I don't think, it, I think maybe that's what happened. Maybe people misread what it is that I've painted here. But he has, in 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 you know, Frankenstein, he's got like a, it comes out from his forehead, this square part. But he still just has his Peter Boyle bald head, right? So I, I actually think this is one of those. This is another one. I think Larry Milborn and Dan Meyer are very, very underappreciated. Also, I took, so in, on the original uh, card, it had, you know, some stadium lights up behind it, which is very common when they take these shots from up underneath, right? Mm -hmm. But I painted it as though it was like laboratory, like electric. I see that passing. now. Yeah, I just thought that was part of like I don't know a cloud formation or something, but yeah, I can see that. Yeah. So just just a little 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 something uh, there, um, and to me again, nobody is like I love Dan Meyer ever, and that's and, and that's that's his sadness, right? Nobody has ever loved Dan Meyer, and he carries that with him. But he can man, can he fucking hit? I only own like four monsters and he's one of them. So I, I do have a Dan Meyer. I, I have a deeper appreciation of him now. Um, Bob Robertson is one, you know, formal boy came down to Miami and had a Bob Robertson shirt. He's got a shirt with a huge Bob Robertson. I've got stickers right? for Bob Robertson. Yep. We got stickers. Bob, Rob people love Bob Robertson. You got, if you're casual, you know, Hickok, no, Tezos, you, you know about threesomes and whatever. People love Dan, uh, Bob Roberts. Okay. I've never felt that it's the best monster, that it's the best painting in here. Um, I've often wondered that maybe I, I needed to have seen the movie. Now, I understood that he was a guy wearing a, a mask, right? Uh, I tried to paint it as such, but I tried to give just a little bit of of um, character to the mask, I guess. I don't know. 
people love it and people love this movie, but I this is one where I'm always a little surprised at how much people love this card. So what I think it is, is you've made the mask somehow less menacing and a little bit more of like, he's a little goofier. You know what I mean? And right. it takes some of the sting yeah. out. And I like that. So, and that's what I was trying to do. I tried to give it, I tried, again, for me, the idea that it's picture day. I mean, I unless you've been a baller, unless you understand how ridiculous it is. Because they just do it, they do it when you have work to do. You know? It's, it's like we're doing this again. Yeah, you, but, it's, but it's interrupting your work. That's what I was talking about, the ritual of being a ball player, right? Like, I did things at a certain time, a certain way every day. That's what I was going to do. And then you tell me I've got to fucking stand in front of somebody and take goddamn pictures, right? And so, <laughs> to me, <laughs> imagine imagine you're like, hey, Michael Myers, <laughs> can, we get, can we get some pics? Here. No, hey, hey, you're... Put that bat out in front. Let me see what that's like. Point that bat at me. And he's like, ugh. No, like, oh, that's good. That's good. Yeah, hold it there. Yeah, exactly. He just wants to go hit a baseball and maybe stab a couple people. You know, leave the man alone. Exactly. And so, so, so as I painted the series, this is what I was getting at. was like photo day for the Monsters franchise. is just, to me, there's a lot to convey, right? Now, who we missed? We got Skip Jutz. Skip Jutz. Skip Jutz. Highest edition monster besides the uh, the newer released ones. Here's a little something for you. You ready for this? A little bit of uh, alpha here. Yeah. Now, there's a lot going on in this in this in the backdrop here that plays into the whole threesomes narrative. Things that you guys know have heard me talk about. Okay. This this is this photograph would have been taken at Tempe Diablo Stadium in Tempe, Arizona. Okay. Spring tanking home at different times. Okay. But back in this these times to the Mariners. Okay. Behind his behind him is the stadium, which is this horrendous stadium with zero shade. In yeah. Oh my god. And they were aluminum bleachers, like throughout. And you would just sit there in the fucking sun. Okay. Fry eggs. But behind the stadium there, behind the concourse, there's a mountain. That's the same. It's, a, it's not really a mountain. It's just a little bluff. <clears throat> but the way that it, the stadium sits <clears throat> and where it's positioned, <clears throat> this is the same mountain which i turn into the andes on the uh, group stage that the the um event token round of 16, the round of 16 event token that's awesome huh oh a grotto lore there yeah and so so but but again these are all there there are moments in throughout this okay where we see how, when it comes down to it, baseball is like this business, this lifestyle. You go to the same places, you're at the same thing, 
maybe the same photographer took your fucking picture over the years at these same places over and over and over again, right? And so, so it's it's the same thing. I, to me, again, photo day, portrait day. We've got the. I think the character's name is just the killer, right? In, in uh, Texas Chainsaw Massacre? Yeah, yeah, I'm not sure if he does have a name. I'll tell you right now. Pretty certain that he's just known as the killer or whatever. But Leatherface. Leather, oh, that's right. My dad, I'm sorry. Luch is like squirming. He's yeah, he's like screaming, yeah. Sorry, Luch. Yeah, so Leatherface. So again, I watched the movie like the night that I finished painting. I came back the next day and I, I, I made a couple little touches to the way that I'd done the mask because I didn't understand necessarily what the mask was or what it was made up of, right? I was having a conversation earlier this week. Somebody was asking me about cinematic reference. I, they, they say, you're always saying that you, you paint cinematically, right? Mm-hmm. Does that mean that you, other than the David Lynch, are there things that you're referencing exactly or, or whatever, right? And what I said is, I try to paint every scene, everything that I'm doing, okay, as though it's a, it's being shot as a movie, okay. What that means is, it's not reality, okay. It's 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 presented, it's produced, it's contrived to represent reality to a degree, right. To me, that's important because I love cinema so much. I love the recreate, the recreation, the, the, the <clears throat> you know, the contrivance of saying this is real when it's not, right? And the way you do that is through lighting. So I, I remember somebody told me early on when I was three, so I was in there like, well, skip jets is great, but that's not the way the light falls. Okay. Yeah, which but is fucking nice. No, but, it's, that, but that, that's true if it were just lit by one light source, the sun, okay? That person doesn't understand. Go look at any photograph taken at a nighttime baseball game and tell me where your fucking light source is when you have... And that's why if you look at a look at a real next time you watch baseball or football or whatever, look at um, the shadows and every direction. Yeah. Every every shadow, right? Yeah. This isn't me painting in the fucking fields. Okay. I'm recreating something that was hopefully shot differently. And so look, Buddy Bradford, right? Buddy Bradford, I paint him inside this stupid window, okay, with a with one light bulb coming down, okay. The light would not lay itself out to give him the yellow tinge that I would want, but if it were make, if I were making a film, I would light him from below and from the side with the yellow, okay, and I would shoot another yellow over his shoulder to bounce off of the the, the tiles, okay, and so I paint. As though it, I'm, it's a movie scene. Yeah, you can light it however you want. And oh, honestly, I think the skip juts, it could look, the sun could be setting almost over this way. And I think the lighting works perfectly. I think it draws you in. It's the, 
it's almost speaks to the dichotomy of the light versus dark. I actually haven't seen Texas Chainsaw Massacre, so I don't know if that ropes into the narrative at all. But the way the hair looks, the 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 shading on the arm and the face, I love it. I think it looks great. Yeah, I, I do too. I really love it. And I, I did. I want that dichotomy. I want the, the light and dark. I want it split down his face, right? Because that matters. You know, to me, if you are somebody who, who's put into this life where you become this killer, a monster, this right? Insane family, and you're a monster, right? There is, there are two parts of you, perhaps, right? Yeah, well, you is can't there start that part? way. Yeah, something caused you to change into this monster, and that's, yeah, you capture that with the lighting, yeah. Exactly, exactly. And so, so look, I have zero intention of becoming a photorealism painter. I think that's the most tedious and boring horseshit out there. Take a picture. That's like the right-click-save argument. Like, if you want it to be photorealistic, take a photo. Yeah. Let me fucking tell things. Let me make a story. Let me fucking move through a painting, okay? And highlight things that I want to highlight. No, I'm not worried about it. I'm not... Look, I don't think most of the old masters are terribly thrilling a lot of the time, okay? Some neat elements of it. It's neat the way that the light catches there. So you take that and you put it into something else, Okay? So anyway, um, for me, a lot of these monsters are, are really showing. This is where I'm sort of starting to come in uh, to my own on understanding. Wait, I, I want to paint things the way I want to paint them, right? It was freeing for me to get to that. If I, if we, I think if we were to do the same thing. We were walk through uh, the Cardinale, okay, which were the first portraits that I ever painted. I think I was a little... A little unpolished there, and I was worried. I was concerned about making them look like people, right? Making them look like a, a, a portrait artist might paint them. Yeah. And I think I think by the time I get to monsters, that I'm really freed myself of that a lot. So with the skip juts card and looking at a lot of the other monster cards, they're not making direct eye contact with the camera. Whereas Skip Juts, that one eye that's lit up is staring through your soul. And I think that eye is just a fantastic eye. And it gives me Jim Pendleton vibes. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I, there's no question. There's no question there that uh, there's, a, there's, a, there's, there's definitely a connection, I think, between Jim Pendleton and, and, and Skip Juts. We only have a, color, a couple other ones to touch on. They all have some pretty good stories. So... You want to start with Loch Ness Monster? Yeah, Loch Ness. I mean, this this is one. Um, so this one I painted now on threesomes, right? I had a lot of these monsters painted before on threesomes, right? But now I'm, paint, I'm painting this to be the award. Okay. This is for getting now, 107. This was an airdrop. And I and now I so I understand this is going to be a chase, and I understand at this point that I've started to really bring things together. Okay, and so you know this is the, the one where I still can't believe that it wasn't blatantly obvious to everyone, right? But I'm painting 
So we got, to me, the idea that the Loch Ness Monster is one of the monsters, which is, you know, this myth, this legend, right? I, I think I mentioned it on, on the first pod we ever did, I think, where I, I, I said, you know, for me, the hard part here was the color. Um, I spent hours and hours and hours trying to match the color because this is a, has this weird monochrome print that was done on that original Topps card. This is a 77, but it's looking back in history, right? Yeah. And it took me a long time, probably longer to match the color than to make the paint. And the idea of Nessie stealing vases <laughs> is just awesome. And it's the classic picture of Nessie, too, like body submerged yeah. within the baseball field. You got Bigfoot turning the bases back there. It's just yeah. amazing. This, is, this was, for a long time, like my favorite painting because I realized, I think it was one of the first ones that as I was painting, and I'm like, Oh, this is my life now. I get to, I really truly get to share these with people who, as they put them together. Now, I remember, you know, we've talked a lot about the fact that, that I was terrified. I'd never, I've, I've never been afraid of any of my drops. But the Chuck Hinton drop, I was nervous. I mean, I was like, this is either going to work or it's not going to work. This is 001, right? Oh, one. Okay. Because we, I just been, anything anybody knew about my pants was that I painted an NFT artist. And so when I'm like, okay, next Monday we're doing series three, everybody was like, oh, great. He's going to do, you know, so-and-so, whatever. They're all certain. Tim Maxwell. Tim Maxwell or, or John Carroll. Right. Um, and I was really fucking scared that people are going to be like, that's not an NFT artist. I don't want to do that. I decided to choose the monsters for this, for series three because they were the farthest thing away. It was, even if I did Cardinale, okay, like Cat Moms, like Coders, okay, it was like, wait, so they're just, I had to go like, I'm going to jar everyone, be like, this is going to be, you, you don't know what's happening. You don't know what it's going to be. Yeah, You're never gonna know what it's gonna be. Okay, um, don't forget, I didn't have LFGs. I didn't have the the soapbox to be able to stand here and go, "Hey, this is what everything is, everybody." Okay, just the Discord, just people chatting. And when I dropped this, and it sold out in under a minute, sold out in like one block, right? Like, it, I, I mean, I, I think maybe two blocks. I think like some people like hit it twice, but I, you know, I don't know if they were all on the same one, but it sold out immediately. This before forms. Yeah. This caused you yeah. to need forms, right? Uh, Ron Klein did. Yeah. But yeah, yeah, this, 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 this series, the, the bots were coming for me. Okay. But it was, it was a real risk for me. And so I painted Nessie during the week of the drops. Oh, wow. it, was so, it was so much fun for me to be able to paint it because I knew that we'd done it. The, the moment Chunk Hinton sold out, I knew that I was going to be the most famous NFTR in the world. Hell yeah. I had achieved what I set out to do. I knew that, right? I knew that you guys would follow me wherever I was going to take us. Okay? So the rest of the week was just fun. Now, 
little little tidbits here beyond the painting. The grotto was up in arms at Skip just being an addition of 50. <laughs> I can see that. Oh, oh Jesus. This is just... So, anybody that wants two or three can get them. This is trash. These are never going to sell for anything. This, he's... Oh, the additions are over. And then the next day I dropped it again. And the next day I dropped it again. And then they're like, motherfucker, right? Brought it right back down. Every time they would do that. And then the next season during X's, Delos, oh, God. 88? Yeah, this is, how is he doing this to us? This is trash. I don't even want them. I'm sorry that I hit on the wheel. Boy, how times change. How many monsters have we had burned besides the stands? Uh, I think a few. I believe. You know what Bob started I, at? Because thirty-seven is not a normal number. Uh, I off the top of my head, I don't. Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna admit it, but off the top of my head, I would. I'm pretty certain. Here, it's an easy way to do this. To look at all transfers. Um, I would imagine that Larry Melrose. Going through here. Yep, Correo burned. Correo in August burned a Larry Milborn. Yeah, so there you go. Correo is the only one ever to burn a Larry Milborn. Oh, so 37 might be the right number then. If Larry Milborn's down to 36, so maybe no Bobs have seen the incinerator. Um, You want to talk about the stands real quick? Well, Stan Johnson, Stan Thomas. Yeah. So, you know, the reason that we have two is because, and I've said this before, I just wrote the wrong name. In my head, I had Stan Johnson, who was the athletic trainer for the Albuquerque Dukes from 1986 to 1992. That's baseball for you. Too many names floating around. And I typed it out and I minted it. And then somebody was like, hey, how come it says Stan Johnson? And on the card, it says Stan Thomas. So I burned off the, the rest that I hadn't distributed and I uh, minted the, the replacement. So that's why you have two. But this is one, again, I hadn't seen it. This is uh, Friday the 13th, right? Yes. I hadn't seen it, still haven't seen it, obviously. I'm having to ask. So here, all I did was set about how can I paint a, a goalie mask that's Kukala. That's all I, that's, I, just like, how can I paint a golden mask? And I really like it. I think, I think a lot of people like it, right? The um, eyes behind are great. I love how gritty and gross the mask is. Goldie being in the pennant up there where the position is, is hilarious. I did air quotes around goalie because you did the same, which I think yeah. is funny. And, you know, to me, again, the idea of, he still has to wear a ball cap. <laughs> it's got to be big enough to fit. It's got to be big enough to fit over there. Exactly. Um, and also, I like that I, I've got him like a little dashing. I got his hair. He actually could be, he's got something going on. He's got some of, lettuce. Yeah. 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 So, so yeah, this is a fun one. And, and, and again, it's a 77. So in 77, we make some sort of commentary in the position uh, pennant there. Uh, and then the final one is Godzilla. 
that one of one kaiju. Let's talk about how this happened because there's other cards around this. Yeah. So, I mean, I look at this point, knowing now over steps, we did dot pigeon. 1964.pigeon as the series one to to the NFTs. And I said, hey, every series will have a one of one that'll go into season one or series one, right? And there'll be one of every team. So now we look for, we know that there'll be 24 teams, right? So there'll be 24 players in, in, in series one. The one of ones, so, yes. Every and that's team. where people get confused about NFTs being really the first series, but being called series two, it's because all of the one of ones are in series one. Right. Okay. Some being on ETH at this point. Right, exactly. So there were only two done on tens. And this one being the second one. Dot Pigeon, of course, uh, sold for 666 tes, which was ludicrous amount. Unbelievable. And now we had Godzilla, and because the auction didn't really work that well for me, it, it was kind of cheap, and it was around the, the auction for Dot Pigeon being around, uh, you know, Fourth of July, and just not very well done. I wanted this is the first time we did a mechanic to to decide who was going to get the one of one, and. As I thought through it, I was like, okay, well, I guess I want to, first of all, I knew people were going to love the painting. I loved the painting. I loved painting. Okay. And this is a very involved one. It's, there's nothing underneath this that has anything to do with it. This is just a completely. Right. This is fully painted canvas here. Yeah. Well, in order to do that, anytime I've done those, okay, I make studies. So I paint what I'm going to paint. So that I have, it's, if you, it's one thing to just take a little bit of water and erase off of a card. Okay. But if I painted the whole thing, now I'm, it's a, it's a much more difficult thing to, to just wash out what I've done. Right. So I got, I've got to practice. So a study is, is sort of a practice is me taking, is figuring out what it is that I'm going to do. And so the very first one is actually the second one that I've meant as a study, okay? But STU2 is the first painting that I started to do where I imagined, because what I wanted was for Godzilla to, to go up off of the, the photograph. I wanted him to be too big to, to capture a picture of him on the baseball field. It would be impossible to get all of him in there, right? Because I thought that was hilarious. I just, the, the idea of him being up in so large that he doesn't fit into the frame of the, photo, of the photograph mattered. So I started in one. I was thinking of putting him in Yankee Stadium. So that's where the original one is in the old Yankee Stadium. That's the Roy uh, White. The Roy White, yep. So I paint him over there. So now I'm looking, I'm looking for a card that allows me to sort of position him in there. Okay. Um, and then I don't, it, it doesn't really work for me. Like I, there's, there's something about the way that I, I, I can, the composition of it and the whole thing. I want to give the idea of the whole field, but the, so I, so I, I moved from that. So then I find the Jim Wolford 
um, which allows me to move. I move them now over to right field and I paint this in. And now I like it. So I'm like, okay, this is, this is what I'm going to do. But I was worried that if I just did, if I just gave you a Jim Wolford, that people aren't going to get it. They were like, not going to understand that that's Godzilla up there. So there are cards. There's 1963, okay, 1983, 1984, where they have a little portrait picture of whoever it is. Uh, and then they have the main one, right? Uh, they did this in the 50s. There's like uh, 54, 55, 56, all had two paintings of the same guy, two photographs of the same guy, right? So I wanted to evoke that. So I started thinking what I'm going to do with it and then I realized oh I'll do it but I'll do the now on those 84s it's the same as the matches um, G friends that I did it's a little three quarter inch by three quarter inch uh, square it's very small but I recreated that and so then I, I did a study of what I was going to make that portrait look like that would convey Godzilla and so then I painted it large and then I, I reduced it down so I could look at it and sort of references as I painted. So then I decided to mint all three of those and I sold those via wheel. And then each one that you got gave you a slot on the big wheel and there were a hundred of them. And so you had a one in a hundred chance if you managed to get one of these. And, uh, and then Dick Slayer won it on the wheel. It was the very first wheel we ever did we, that we broadcast. I did a live, I figured out how to share before people don't know this if you weren't around for the series four wheels but i <laughs> do you remember how i did it did you just say it okay so what i did originally <laughs> i had two laptops set up one of them i had discord going and i would be recording into discord okay and the other i would set up the wheel of names and i would film it with my iPhone on a tripod. <laughs> and then I would take that and I would upload the wheel into Discord so that everybody could watch the wheel after the fact. But I would live, I would like live going, oh, it's J Rocks. Okay. <laughs> it's so much yeah. better now. It's a little better now. But um, but yeah, so 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 the very first time we're we're because somebody was like uh, you know, you can just share your screen in Discord. And I was like, I did not know that. So, <laughs> but their very first one was the Godzilla spin. And uh, it was just, and the funny thing is we finally do it and it's one spin for one, one result. Yeah. <laughs> Dick Slayer spin. gets it for free? Or do you have to purchase it for a certain yeah. No, for free. You got it for free because, because he had they bought now keep in mind at this point my my series two like the final dot pigeon 013 was 20 tes uh series three i think we got up to 12 tes for ron klein series four the 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 um, ellis valentine was was like 15 tes okay but i that was the most that i charged for anything and even to this day, those are like the most that I ever charge for anything. Well, because the, the Dot Pigeon, you know, Series 1 had gone so cheaply, um, I decided, I was like, I, I think if I auction this now, it'll go higher. Um, but I'm not sure. And so 
I let the community decide. The grotto voted. You voted with reds or blues with with either uh, Molotov Jones or Frozen Carbone, and you voted <clears throat> for me either to do the inserts where I sold three inserts, and then we did a wheel, or to put it at auction. And the grotto voted for me to sell the inserts. So I sold the inserts uh, for a total of 1700. Those were like 10, 20, 30 or something like that, right? 10, 20, 30, yep. And, uh, and so it was 1700 Tez. Uh, the, the, the wheel spun, uh, Dick Slayer won it, and then like a week or two weeks later, put it up for auction, and Tez bought it at auction for 1200 It's a great card. Um, like you were saying, I love that his head's outside of the frame. It's a fully painted canvas, and then you have the portrait in the corner as well. And you've painted that portrait again for the uh, – it was Turn Back the Clock, Godzilla for July – you painted the portrait once again on its own smaller little card. <laughs> right. And that's, that's the, the fun part, right? Is to me, it's such an iconic piece, the one of one, but Tez will, the te text will never sell it. Solicited for right? 33 million Tez. Yeah. <laughs> um, and I always felt a little bad that, that one of my great, paintings was not available to anybody and so that i was glad that i the the studies okay get, gave people a chance at, at owning southern godzilla right and then to, to to do it again to the turn back the clock was another round of people where it sort of gave you a chance to have godzilla right yeah and i think those have had utility for a couple times now, I think, because they've been burnt down to just 17, 20, and 33 editions, but I think there were far more than that. There were 50 of this the, the STU ones mm -hmm. at, 10, at 10 TES each, okay? There were 30 of the uh, STU twos at 20 TES each, and then there were 20 of the STU threes at 30 TES each. So 500, 600, 600. So 1,700 Tez altogether is what I, what I took in. Um, and I remember I felt that it was expensive and the grotto sort of felt that it was expensive. And you had people, uh, we, had, we had some pushback and people were like, no, nah, it's, it's too much for these inserts. Inserts are supposed to be 0.333. This is ridiculous. I'm not doing it. Oh, and it's a one in a hundred chance. Like, oh, really threes? You're gonna ask me to spend 30 Tez for a one in a hundred chance? And I was like, well, you are getting a painting. These were on the level of like dad to be where they're like a series of inserts where there are low edition counts. They're a more specialized utility for the most part rather than knowing that these aren't for voting, they're not for, you know, anything like that. So they're they're special, and I think we just didn't know that at the time. I would imagine, but they're they're inserts that stand alone. To me, they're 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 good paintings, even though they're studies, even though they're not completely built out, right? <clears throat> but they are a part of 
the major piece. And now yeah, we know that they're part of history. I mean, the, the they're part of history. first wheel spin. And, and not only that, I think that the painting, I think, look, I know that, that Luch, when he saw the Godzilla, it's, it's really it's sort of a moment that he really started to pay attention to me, right? <clears throat> I know multiple people that feel that that Godzilla is, is a thing that sort of brought them in. I love the painting. I think it's fun. I think it, I think it represents all the fun aspects of the project on uh, across the board on every level, right? Um, I think it, it the fact that we voted the first time we used voting mechanics was on what we were going to do with them. Right, right. And if you look at the timing of it all, the one of one sat there the entire time through X's. Like that's how fast you were doing series is all the X's came out and then we went back and tried to get the one of one through the voting mechanics and stuff. Yeah. What a clip so, we're running at. Well, and that's the thing. It's like we had so much to learn and so much to put out there. And here we are now as we look forward to this year. Even if you look at last year, we only went through one season. We did two threesies drops, bunch of new mechanics, bunch of events. Yeah, I feel like now we're kind of setting the stage for what the traditional drops are throughout the year, right? Where it's like we're setting a, a pace and what you can kind of expect for grotto traditions. Like these are the things we're definitely doing every year. I did over 600 mints last year. I did... 200,000 editions? No, no, 200, sorry, sorry almost 300,000 editions. Yeah, I was about to say, that sounds low. Because of, of guilt. I don't think there's an NFT artist out there with more production than I've had. And Hard so... to find them. No, we, we, we are not running at the pace that we ran in the first year or are we we just there's a lot to it there's a lot of layers and elements to what we do and so i i really don't believe that that we slowed our breakneck pace um i think it's just there's a, a more of a breadth to everything that we do right yep you know 256 low effort one of ones 200 extremely high effort one of ones three C's, right uh an entire nifty gateway series and an entire elephant men drop okay valentine's and the entire mechanic around that okay the super bowl uh, event the world cup event and all of the 90 paintings that came from that Okay, Flames of the Maccabees, the Trash Drop, Girlfriends, all of those things. So, yeah, we're not at the point where we're introducing as many teams as quickly. But we only had, I think, five inserts in the first eight months. Right. 
Okay. It's getting us set up to do so many other things. And that's it, it was a good exactly. base to get the, some teams out there, get some people involved, know the differences between base cards and inserts. And now we're off to the races. We can do all sorts of stuff. And so that's the thing. And, and meanwhile, you know, we, I, I keep saying this, and we're, I, I really want to put this in everybody's head. <clears throat> if you take the base cards and you look at them as a collection, you look at the fact that there's about 6,600 of them right now, okay? We'll have more in season 10 and more in season 11, and more, right? <clears throat> we'll burn some of them down as we correlate, as we, as we paint, as we do those things, right? <clears throat> this fits in in this sort of production of any NFT project, collectible project, okay? except that these are all individually painted, okay? They're individually collected and interacted with and engaged with by you guys, okay? And look at all the peripheral stuff that we get to do. Never a dull moment. So it's going to be a hell of a year. It's going to be a lot of fun. Um, Next week, uh, I think we'll have a guest. Oh, fun! We're working on securing that, and that'll be that'll be our last one. And then we'll we'll be back to business. We'll uh, be ready to go into uh, everything we've laid out today. Can't wait, man! Valentine's and Super Bowl, right into uh, preparing for the next season. Yeah, it's gonna be fun. Um, Thank you, Kitsch. Thanks for coming along for the ride. Yeah, we did two hours today. This is going to be one of the longer ones. I love it. It's going to be. All right. I uh, will catch you next week. Sounds great. Bye, everybody. Thanks Bye, everyone. So much.